It's car con carne. Let's eat in the car. It's car con carne. And welcome. It is Carcon Carne. I'm James Van Ostel. Still here at home. Uh, I've really made the decision that I'm not returning to the car until next year. I, what's the point? Safety is an issue, and I'm kind of having fun doing this from home every night here. Quarantine Con Carne. Carcon Carne tonight, sponsored by C&H Financial Services. C&H offers a variety of products, ranging from traditional merchant accounts to a zero-cost payment processing solution, which eliminates the expenses tied to accepting credit cards. C&H also offers cost-effective commercial lending programs, which can help you get your business the money it needs to make it through these unprecedented times. To learn more, contact C&H Financial Services at 855-600-2437 or go to chfs.us. And uh, before we introduce tonight's guest, I, I want to show something. I'm going to do the screen share on the Zoom. This, this is meaningless if you're listening to the podcast uh, this right here is a picture that was texted to me earlier uh, from a listener of Carcon Carne. Happy to meet you is sponsoring the show this week. They are a delivery service. They bring steakhouse quality meats to your door. Uh, seriously, some of the best steaks I've had in my life. Uh, the best burgers I've had, their mother chucker burger. Fantastic. And they come delivered to your door in these really ornate boxes with like a steak shaped and designed cookie. It's a lovely presentation and a listener sent that to me just to illustrate how awesome it is. So that's what you can get. Happy to meet you. Happy to M E A T the letter U.com. Use my promo code for free delivery this week. J V O will get you taken care of and you really can't go wrong. So all that said, my guest tonight, Oh my gosh. Uh, Wyatt Waddell is on with me. Uh, this summer, we have seen your name all over the place, sir. Uh, your song, Fight, uh, just took off. It was the right song, the right message, the right sonics, all at the right time. So let's start with that song, because it's a beautiful sounding song. It, it, it's got gospel, R&B, and soul. It, it's a very spiritual sounding, uplifting sounding song. But this, this was born, I mean, you wrote this post-George Floyd. Yeah, um, I I was really going through a dry spot songwriting wise and mixed with all the protests and things that were happening around that. It was a really bad combination for me because I really wanted to go out there and protest. But at the same time, I really wanted to use my voice as a musician to uh, voice my opinion. Uh, it wasn't until um, I think it was early June. Uh, my, my producer and uh, my other friend and I were outside and like, we were all just sad about what was happening. And one of my friends was like, there's, there's already so much pain in the world. And, and then something snapped and I was like, okay, guys, I think I might have a song. Um, usually with songwriting, I'm the type of person that, you know, shuns all of my quote unquote bad ideas. But this time, I feel like this is one of the first times in my songwriting where I let myself go. And it was more than just for me. It was a message for everybody. You know, so, totally, yeah, that, you said that there's already so much pain, so much pain. 
They got mm-hmm. tanks coming through right here and there ain't nothing else you can do. I mean, it yeah. doesn't get more timely than that. Uh, the Trib wrote about it. Rolling Stone wrote about it, which is mind blowing. Uh, like I said, the message was there and sonically just uh, more songs like that, please. Just it, yeah. it's so reverential to just great American songwriting, just that that gospel, like all the that the roots of modern music are all on display and you, you made them very, very cool. I, I love yeah. just everything about that song. Thank you. Appreciate it. So, I mean, as as we're talking, fight came out in, in the wake of what happened with George Floyd. You're a Chicago guy right over the border. We have what's going on in Kenosha. I, this, I, I feel I feel sadly this song is going to remain relevant for a while. Yeah, uh, I feel like it has to. Um, I always hark back to what Nina Simone says: "An artist's job is to reflect the times uh, that you're living in." You know, um, it, if it if it has to, it has to. You know, it's it's out of my hands now. You know, everybody, it's it's everybody's song. It's it. I don't I don't think I wrote it with any selfish intent. No, but no. I wrote it just to put it out there. It, it's fantastic work. And it, let's take a couple steps back. Walk me through your musical history, your, your career, basically. How, how did you start? I mean, you've got, I was telling you this before we started. You have such a great voice. You're a multi-instrumentalist. When did you start putting this all together and, and focusing on a career in music in Chicago? Um. I started seriously about a couple of years ago. I think it was back in 2016, 2017. I worked for a nonprofit called Intonation Music Workshop. Uh, they're a really cool mu- music program in Chicago. I, I, I actually grew up in uh, the program. And after I graduated, I started to work for them. But I, as I was working, I met, a, I met a guy who's like a producer. His name is Jason, uh, Jason Rose. And we started, you know, teaching classes together and I went over his house and he, you know, made beats, things like that. And so we started collaborating on songs and uh, he knew people uh, that knew other people uh, and that could get my music out there. And so after that, you know, I started my own band. Uh, we're recording an album and um, I'm releasing singles uh, ever since then. And you said it, you were having kind of a writer's block, creative block before George Floyd. It, it's a tough time to be creative. It, it's a tough time to communicate, period. I, I, I've mentioned this before, but I'll have people say, so what did you do this weekend? Well, nothing. I, I stayed home. I didn't do mm-hmm. anything. I, I've got to imagine as a songwriter, it, it is hard to kind of pull inspiration uh, yeah. other than just focusing on loneliness or you know, in the case of a fight, what was happening there, it's, it's tough. Mm-hmm. And as a songwriter, uh, I feel, I feel like a lot of songwriters feel it, but like, I feel very limited and I feel like I have not lived enough or haven't uh, experienced enough in life in order uh, enough to write a song, you know? And so I feel very limited in that sense. And I haven't been through as much as the next person has been through, if that makes sense. It makes perfect sense. Uh, let's talk about the new Vic Mensa. No more teardrops. You're on there with Malik Youssef, who I, who I interviewed a few years ago. Phenomenal talent. Uh, Rebirth mm-hmm. Brass Band. What a cool song. Tell me how this came about. Yeah. So, um, so I was getting I was getting a lot of attention on uh, fight, and Vic actually messaged me on Instagram, 
Uh, and Have you ever spoken with him before? Mm-mm, no, never. I love stories and like this. Just out of uh, out of nowhere, he just said, "Yeah, let's work, dude." And so we started working together. And uh, called me up one day, and he was like, "Yo, I have a single that I'm gonna release on Rock Nation, and I want you to uh, help me work on it." So he came to our studio at Rosebud. Uh, we we um, we have a label called Rosebud, and we have a space. And so he came here, and I did a bunch of uh, background vocals, and that was that was that was that. That's a great connection. And to have him reach out to you, you probably popped up in your Instagram messages. You're like, oh, holy shit. That's cool. Yeah, <laughs> it was very surprising. Actually, it was uh, it was after I did. I performed at a protest over in um, what's that place called? I think it's Lakeview or or Lincoln Park. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I did a protest in Lincoln Park and I got the message uh, my way back to space. And he was like, yo. You're you're MFing profit. Uh, let's work. And I'm like, yo, that's that's super dope. Yeah, he, he's incredible. So I, I mentioned that you're a multi-instrumentalist and also you draw from so much. I, one of the reasons, one of the many reasons I have you on tonight. It's clear to me you're a music fan. I, I was mm-hmm. watching when everyone started sheltering in place. You did a, a stay home Chicago instead of sweet home Chicago. Yeah. Classic song. Uh, your backup vocalists, I thought were fantastic. Oh, absolutely. There were you. (laughs) You created that whole thing at home. No, I didn't. I I sent it to my friends and they were like, oh, all right. They they happen to all look like me. So (laughs) they're wearing the exact same thing. I love it. And uh, how how important are the blues? Uh, The blues is very important. Um, Actually, like the Chicago is a very big blues blues oriented place with a lot of record labels like chess, like promoting the blues a lot. But um, I think it's vitally important. You know, there's a group called the original Chicago blues all-stars and they usually, they used to back when performances existed, they perform uh, at this brewery called motor row and the originals, like there's a, there's a guy named Freddie Dixon and his father was Willie Dixon who was one of the most prolific blues songwriters ever. And so I know those guys and they're really near and dear to my heart, you know, because they are an important part of Chicago, what Chicago has to offer musically. And so many reasons why people like the Rolling Stones or Chuck Berry or, or Led Zeppelin kind of, you know, draw their inspiration from, you know, Chicago blues. Well, yeah, I mean, it's well known. I mean, when the Stones came to America, chess was on their like that was one of the first things they did was oh yeah that, that was their visit to mecca they had to go to chess mm-hmm, literally and i think it's important because i found uh there's a guitar player that i know one of the best guitar players i know his name is michael damani and he makes his own music as well but uh he, that's where i met him he's playing with he still plays with the original chicago blues all-stars but that's how we kind of met and uh we now play together which is yeah, a, i worry that I worry that Chicago just pays a lot of lip service to the blues. It, it's so, it's so much a part of our DNA and, and our culture. Oh, yeah. it's, it's impact on modern music can't be overstated, but I feel like we, we, when you land at O'Hare, you should hear like, when people fly again, you should hear the blues. Like when you step off the plane, the, you know, you should be hearing a Willie Dixon song. I feel like yeah. there's not, a, not enough being done to keep that legacy in the, just that culture aloft well i think it's i think it's honestly overlooked nowadays because 
it's it's kind of looked as at as like a dead art and like everybody is like repeating everything in the blues but i feel like today there's more complexity and people are kind of looking for more um more avenues to push through as opposed to going back but you have to go back in order to go forward absolutely uh, if you're just joining us, that right there, that's Wyatt Waddell. Uh, when you're done watching or listening to this, please go watch the video for Fight, his, his song from the summer. It, it, it's stunning. Uh, I love you. I, I mean, I love you, but I love I love the song you because it, it shows it shows a lot of range. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's you doing falsetto. I mean, it, it, you really do kind of push yourself in all kinds of directions, it seems. Yeah, it's six minutes too. So I'm like, that's it's one of the longest songs I've ever written. It's gonna be tough when you start playing live again. Oh yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I can't wait to play that one live. So let's go back to this idea that you're a music fan because it's clear. I I hear it in the music. I I hear all sorts of stuff. I I don't want to ask you what your influences are, but I do want to ask you what are those albums that when you're stuck at home, what what are your go tos? All right. You've opened a big can of worms. I was hoping. All right. So all right, I'm gonna give you a list. Um, <laughs> basically all the Beatles discography. <laughs> from, uh, from the very beginning through Let It Be? Mm-hmm. Primarily Rubber Soul, uh, Abbey Road, Revolver, The White Album, um, Help. Okay, so though you're you you're touching on basically everything. The, the discography. Yeah, pretty much. Um I take Stevie Wonder's classical period, which is like music of my mind, yeah. talking book, inner visions, filling his first finale and songs of the key of life. Um, I take the beach boys, pet sounds, beach boys today, um, sunflower, Holland, um, smiley smile, Brian Wilson's smile, um, steely Dan's uh, countdown to ecstasy. The Royal Scam. Um, Dude, I love that album. Kid Charlemagne and oh, the title. You know, Green Earrings is one of my all time favorite songs. I just watch. I, I'm going through a Steely Dan Renaissance right now. Yeah. I watch There's a documentary on Amazon Prime about the making of Asia. Yeah, I saw that. I love that documentary. I mean, the, the complexity at which these musicians play. I mean, it's just untouchable, the, the things they pulled off musically. It's so precise and so pinpoint perfect. It, it really is. That, that's cool. Like it, They're top of mind with me as well right now. I mean, the song Pretzel Logic, I, I can't get enough of. Exactly. I, I love Gaucho also. Like, I feel like Gaucho is a quintessential ste- Steely album. The Gaucho in Asia are their, you know, their moves towards smooth jazz, that, those kind of sounds. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I initially wrote them off and coming back to them, I'm like, oh, man, there's so much going on here. The funny thing about Gaucho, the 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 title song, is that the song you was kind of inspired by that kind of vibe. I, I hear it. I can totally hear it now that you say it. Mm-hmm. It's one of the first songs I thought of. I was like, it has to have that boom, down, boom, boom. I love it. All right. So hit me with something else. Uh, all right. Let's see. Sly and the Family Stone. Uh, I would get their, uh, what's their album with Sly jumping and fresh. That's the album. Um, I'd have, there's a riot going on. Um, 
What else? I'd have the police's Regatta de Blanc, Outlandos de Amor, and Zenyatta Mondetta. Yep. Uh, possibly the, those um, first, the first three albums. That's all you need. They, those are yeah. fantastic. Regatta de Blanc. I think one of my police favorite police songs is uh, Does Anyone Stare? Unexpected. It's so good. Like, it's so off kilter, and I can really relate to it. It's it's just a great combination. That's an interesting choice. That also has Bring on the Night, which is... Yeah. That, that's a great sting song, for sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. it's Did that song or uh, that song by... Uh, What's-her-face? Stevie Nicks. Feels like a one-window. One-winged one up, yeah. Yeah. Uh, did that come before Bring on the Night or Bring on the Night before that? I think Bring on the Night would, would have preceded that it, because Bring on the Night was. Yeah, like I, I, I had a feeling. One Wing Dove is maybe 82. I'm just guessing now, but I know uh, Regatta de Blanc was 1979. Yeah, it was 79. But um, an- more albums, I think there would be Michael Jackson's Off the Wall and Bad for sure. Like, I feel like off the wall is overlooked because like thriller, like shadows, yeah, thriller is like a sonic masterpiece, but like off the wall, there's just something melodically crazy about it. Like Stevie wonder wrote the song. I can't help it. And then Paul McCartney wrote the song girlfriend. And like some of my favorite musicians are like in there, Mm -hmm. like some of my favorite session musicians, like, um, Lewis Johnson, thunder thumbs from uh the brother johnson like he's one of my favorite bass players i you know you're you're a younger dude but i've got to think that you're a record collector just based on what the, listening to you talk do you do you buy used records i don't I, I i honestly don't buy used records i'm i'm a millennial in the sense of i have my music all on my phone okay <laughs> see i i would think it would be fun maybe to go you know bin diving for old sly records or old stevie records Oh, it'd be fun. But at, at the same time, I'm very I'm a very particular person musically. I'm still trying to work on being open to other genres, because like when I started doing music, I I was like shunning everything but the things that I really loved. But now that I'm older and now that I'm maturing as a songwriter, I need to open the doors a little bit in order to um, in order to benefit myself, because I feel like. I won't grow if I don't get open to other music, you know? I, I totally get it. And again, it, the song fight, it, it's, it's new. It's fantastic. No more teardrops with Vic Mensa. Oh my gosh. Uh, the question I ask everyone, why every musician who I have on during the pandemic during this time, how can we support you? What can we do? Where do we go? Hmm. Um, my single fight is still uh, on Bandcamp. You can buy it. And all proceeds go to uh, Shy Bond Fund and other organizations and things like that. Um, if you want to uh, give anything to me, my Venmo is dwad96, D-W-A-D-D-9-6. And that would, that would be much appreciated. Uh, I think I'm opening, I think I'm opening for uh, somebody on the, on the 5th. I'll, I'll tell, I'll, I'll tell you guys, you can follow me at um, Wyatt Waddell Music on Instagram, W-Y-A-T-T-W-A-D-D-E-L-L Music. Um, I'll be posting because I have a, a couple of things coming up and I'll, I'll let you guys know the details. 
I love it. I, I feel like we need to follow you. The, you're at an exciting time. Things are coming together. It's yeah. so funny. I My guest last night, Martin Atkins, who's worked with a bunch of post-punk and industrial bands like Public Image Limited and Killing Joke and Pickface, we we're talking about how hard it is to be creative or how hard it is for musicians to move forward in this time. And he said, do good. If you do good and if you're creative, your, your career will find a way. Fight came out all the proceeds benefiting worthy organizations. And here you are. And I, I feel like that put the gas on for your career. And it, it, it was you just doing what you felt was the right thing to do yeah. with the te- your talent and making music. And I, after Martin said that yesterday and talking to you today, I'm like, that does make sense. Do, do, do the right thing and the rest will follow. Yeah. I love it. Uh, Wyatt, pleasure to meet you. I'm going to kill the Facebook Live. And uh, thank you, everybody who's been watching there.